Welcome to the Hustle Samely Podcast, a show inviting you to live a peacefully productive life. I'm your host, Jess Massey, a peaceful productivity coach and planner creator. My mission is to share mindset shifts and peaceful productivity tips that help people with really full lives go from running on fumes to living with intention in every season. You're in the right place if you want to design a life that reflects your actual priorities so you can stop the constant hustle and pursue your goals while prioritizing your well-being. Now take a deep breath and let's learn how to hustle safely. What is up? Welcome back to the show, Hustle Sanely Squad. I am so stoked that you are tuning in to this episode, and I'm really excited to get into today's topic with you, mostly because during the Best Year Ever workshop back in November, I was helping y'all set up the five keys pages in your planners, and one of the first exercises we went over was all about reframing limiting beliefs. I briefly mentioned a method that I created to help reframe limiting beliefs. And I told you during the workshop that I had done a podcast episode on it, but it turns out I actually don't have an episode on it. You guys, it is hard to remember every episode when there are over 200, but I did teach it inside the BFF membership and I am teaching on it in the new course that's launching this month, the Hustle Sanely Lifestyle course, but there is not a podcast episode on it. I could have sworn there was, but there's not. I searched high and low. So I was like, all right, I got to come through in January when the podcast comes back. So uh, we're going to do it today. Um, Tackling limiting beliefs, I feel like is usually a pretty eye-opening thing to do for a lot of people. And it can feel kind of overwhelming if you've never worked through them before. Chances are, if you are listening to this podcast, you like routines, frameworks, steps to follow. Same, same. Me too. (laughs) That is why I created the pies method so that I could have some concrete steps to follow to help me get out of my head and reframe limiting beliefs when they come up. So a limiting belief is a thought or state of mind that you think is the absolute truth and that stops you from doing certain things. So these beliefs don't always have to be about you. They can be about how the world works, ideas, and uh, how you view or interact with other people. So I am going to run down a list that I came up with of what limiting beliefs cause. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but these are just the things that popped up in my mind immediately when I thought about limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs rob you of showing up and sharing your gifts with the world. They keep you from pursuing goals that you want to pursue. They hinder you from showing up fully for yourself and for your family. They cause you to compare yourself to others. They cause you to procrastinate and make excuses. Ouch, that one hurts. I know, but it's true. Limiting beliefs are creating resentment in your life. They are holding you back from operating at your full potential to pursue your purpose, and they're causing you to show up as a watered down version of yourself. Limiting beliefs essentially cause us to be really rude to ourselves, hence the title of this week's episode, okay? Now, when you learn how to reframe limiting beliefs, you're able to be kinder and more gracious with yourself, and that affects every area of your life because you show up differently when you're operating from a place of peace and confidence. 
All that being said, you're probably wondering, okay, great, amazing. I'm glad that I know like how limiting beliefs are holding me back, but how do I reframe them? So that's what we're going to talk about is how to reframe limiting beliefs. So getting your mindset right is not a one and done thing. You guys have heard me say that before. It's not something you can check off of a list as done. It takes consistent diligence, intentionality, and discipline. We are always learning and growing as individuals, so we need to make sure that we're frequently checking in with ourselves and assessing our thoughts, right? And I want to say assessing our thoughts is not the same thing as judging our thoughts. Being judgy toward ourselves is a waste of energy, okay? Um, By assessing, I mean just examining our thoughts and making note of any patterns that we notice, okay? It's digging into why we are thinking the way that we're thinking. It's us paying attention to what our thoughts are rooted in and doing what needs to be done to create new thought patterns. So we talk about our minds not too long ago in episode 207. Um, Our thoughts create loop patterns in our brains. So if you're consistently repeating negative things, your loop becomes negative. Whereas if you're consistently repeating positive things or positive thoughts, your loops become positive, right? Like it's science. It makes sense. So if you find your thoughts filled with limiting beliefs that maybe sound like, everything always goes wrong for me, or I'm not smart enough to be a business owner, or I'm just so busy. I don't have enough time to invest in myself, or, oh, she's so lucky. Of course she gets to do that. Or maybe your limiting belief sounds something like, I'm going to fail if I try this project because I've always failed at projects in the past. So if you have thought anything like any of those, I've got you. We're going to talk through the four steps that you can follow to help reframe a limiting belief and rewire your brain so that you can speak words of life about yourself and live a peacefully productive life because that's what we're here for, right? So I am so excited to officially introduce you to the PIES method, and that's P-I-E-S. Yeah, like the pie that you eat at Thanksgiving, okay? And I created this method as four steps for us to follow to help us reframe a limiting belief. So when it comes to reframing limiting beliefs, think about, I want you to think about a roadblock, okay? So when you're thinking about a limiting belief, think about a roadblock. So imagine you're driving down a road and you see off in the distance distance, something sitting in the road that's like blocking the road. So maybe it's a log, a piece of trash, maybe roadkill, hopefully not. Like you see it off in the distance, it's sitting there and you're just like, oh, okay. You don't stay focused on the problem, aka whatever is sitting in the middle of the road. You focus on the solution, right? Which is getting around whatever it is so that you can continue driving to your destination. You're not going to drive up to the roadblock, see that it's there, and then turn around and go home instead of figuring out how to get where you're trying to go. Like, Let's say you're on your way to a hair appointment and you come up to a log in the road, you're not going to turn around and be like, whoop, guess I got to go home. Guess I'm not going. Like, no, you figure out a different route to get to your hair appointment, right? So you're either going to determine you can go around the roadblock and continue forward. So think about maybe your smaller limiting beliefs, or you're going to turn around and find a new way to get to your destination. So think about your bigger, like more deep-rooted limiting beliefs. Either way, you're focused on the solution more than the problem. So I 
want you to keep that in mind as we break down the PIES method. Y'all know I love a good acronym. So uh, that is what this is. It's an acronym. So I'm going to go over the whole acronym first, just tell you what all the letters stand for. Then we'll break down what each letter means. And then you guys know that I am going to give you a concrete example, okay? So the P stands for pause. The I stands for identify. The E stands for evidence. And the S stands for solution. So that's PIES. Pause, identify, evidence, solution, okay? So step one is pause. When you notice a limiting belief pop into your thoughts, pause for a moment instead of spiraling. We can't always control the thoughts that come into our minds, but we get to choose how we respond to each thought, right? So an intentional pause helps us to take an emotionally neutral step forward as opposed to an emotionally charged step forward. So a pause can look like many different things. It can depend on what's going on around you, how long you have, like what type of limiting belief it is, whether it's a bigger one or a smaller one. So a pause can look like 30 seconds of taking deep breaths with your eyes closed. It can look like taking a five-minute walk outside. It can look like calling your best friend to see how they're doing. It can look like reading a chapter of your fiction book. It can look like playing with your dog for a few minutes. So the purpose of the pause is to focus on something else for a few minutes to help you to not ruminate on the limiting belief, okay? So that's why in the example, I said calling your best friend to see how they're doing, not calling them to like panic talk about the limiting belief right now, okay? So the pause is to kind of redirect your focus to something else for a few minutes so that you can kind of just like calm down. So that is step one is to pause. Step two is identify. So once you've taken a pause and you feel like you're in charge of your mindset and you're not going to spiral, go back to the thought that popped in your mind and identify what the thought was specifically. So I want you to get clear on the thought and call it out. Give it a name. I am reading a parenting book um, and it's called The Whole Brain Child. And they have a strategy that they talk about in there and it's called Name It to Tame It. It's a way to just help your kid navigate a big emotion. Giving things a name helps us to process them better. So that is step two. Identify what the thought was. Like what was the exact thought that popped into your mind? So that brings us to step three, which is evidence. So now that you know exactly what the thought was that popped into your mind, it's time for you to put on your little detective hat and find evidence to support this claim. So in order to do this, I have three questions that I ask myself whenever I'm trying to collect evidence. So the first question is, what is this thought rooted in? Is that true? what is true based on evidence. So that is step three, and it'll make more sense once we go through the example. So just stick with me. And then step four is solution. So now that you've determined what is true and you have proof because of the evidence that you just collected, what are you going to do to move forward? So I personally love using affirmations to kind of reroute my negative beliefs. So uh, we went over affirmations in, was it last week's episode? I don't know either last week, the week before, sometime this month, we went over affirmations. So just to recap really quick, tips for using affirmations is saying them consistently and saying them out loud. So say them every day and say them out loud, write them in the present tense and inject emotion into them by making them personal to you. Okay. So 
Like I said, I know that you guys love a concrete example. So we're going to work through a limiting belief using the pies method together. So let's say that I'm about to launch a new product and I notice a thought pop into my head as I'm designing it. So let's say that I'm about to launch a new product and I notice a thought pop into my mind as I'm designing it that makes me feel really crappy. So for the pause, I might step away from my desk and go for a five-minute walk outside, okay? So that's the example. Identify. Moving on to step two. When I come back from my walk, I identify the limiting belief by specifically calling it out. So what does my self-talk sound like that was making me feel crappy? So maybe the thought that I was having was, you aren't really qualified to create planners. You have no idea what you're doing. So then we would move on to the E or evidence. So remember, we had those three questions that I kind of walk through in order to gather evidence. So what is this thought? rooted in. Imposter syndrome, feeling like I'm not qualified to create and sell planners because I didn't go to design school and I didn't go to business school. Is that true? It is true that I did not go to design school or business school, but it's not true that you have to have a degree or training to create and sell planners. So then the next question is, what is true based on evidence or based on what's happened in your life? I've created and sold planners for five years, and every year they've sold out. I get messages every week about how my planners are helping people. I also operate my business with integrity, and I hire a professional designer who is trained in InDesign to collaborate with so that I know my planners are created well. And then that brings us to the S, solution, the affirmation that I might write to kind of overcome this limiting belief or rewire this limiting belief is I design planners with intention and integrity and have seen how they help real people live peacefully productive lives. So keep in mind, this is going to take some practice, okay? And the way that you implement the pies method might look a little bit different every single time you use it. That's totally fine, you guys. As always, the frameworks that I teach you are just that, frameworks. You're the one in charge of designing and building your house. This is just the blueprint to help make the design and building process a little bit easier. You know what I'm saying? So I do want to talk about one more thing that I think kind of helps the pies method support you better, and that is doing what you need to do to cultivate and maintain a healthy mindset. Because the healthier of a foundation you have, the better I feel like pies will support you, if that makes sense. So what are some ways that you can do that? How can you cultivate and maintain a healthy mindset? So my first tip for you is creating a thought life that aligns with your values. So being mentally strong or mentally healthy is not about like acting tough or like, you know, being like, oh yeah, nothing ever gets to me. Like, that's not that's not what it is, okay? Um, being mentally strong is about acting in alignment with your values. So in order to act in alignment with your values, you have to think in alignment with your values. And in order to think in alignment with your values, you have to be clear on what your values are. You have to know what they are, right? So I have value statements that I read almost every morning. I have them written out in my journal, and I'm going to read them to you right now just so you can kind of see what I mean when I say 
say value statements because maybe you're hearing that and you're like, okay, what are you talking about? Um, so my three value statements are these. So the first one, I live with intention and operate in my purpose of being like Christ every day. I am a calm and present wife and mom cultivating a peaceful home. I am the confident CEO of Hustle Sanely, an impactful business that helps women take ownership of their lives and that makes an abundant income for my family. So in the new Hustle Sanely Lifestyle course that is coming out later this month, I walk you through how to write your own value statements. Like I said, I read mine every day and I kind of use them as like a guiding point for making all the decisions that I make in my life. Like I don't know how I would live without my value statements. They are so crucial to my day-to-day life, which real quick, let's talk more about what the Hustle Sanely Lifestyle course is all about before we wrap up this episode. I am truly so freaking excited about this new course. I have put my whole Hustle Sanely heart into this one, you guys. After developing the five keys to hustling sanely over four years ago, I really learned how to implement the keys in my own life in a way that works really well for me. And not only that, after working with hundreds of women in past courses, I've learned how to teach using frameworks that help you easily integrate the five keys to hustling sanely in your own life. Frameworks just like the pies method that we're talking about in today's episode. Like I'm learn, I've learned how to you better take my concepts and ideas and translate them into other people's lives through the use of frameworks, right? So I designed this course to teach busy, ambitious women how to go from running on fumes to living a peacefully productive life no matter what season they're in. In this course, we do a deep dive into the five keys to hustling sanely so you can learn the ins and outs of how to release overwhelm and pursue your goals while prioritizing your mental health and relationships using the new and improved Hustle Sanely planning system. The updates that I made to the system have not been taught anywhere else yet. So I'm just so giddy to get this information to you because it is truly life-changing. Speaking from my own experience and having seen clients and students of mine use this, the frameworks, like I am so confident in what I've created and I am just so excited to have the opportunity to come alongside you as your coach to help you get your mindset right, get clear on your vision, define your priorities and create a schedule and routines that equip you to show up for what matters most to you. We are digging into things like overcoming mindset blocks, setting boundaries to protect your peace and your priorities, designing routines for your season, creating a weekly outline to help guide your weekly prep meetings so that you're not sitting there every Sunday night like, um, what just happened over the last week and your head is spinning? Like no more of that. I could go on and on and on. The course is packed with everything that you need to help you build your version of a peacefully productive life. And it is coming out so, so soon. Make sure to get on the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when you can sign up for the course. It opens on January 24th. I am so, so pumped to welcome you guys into it and walk alongside you as your coach. It's going to be the biggest blessing to get to watch you shed the weight of burnout, chaos, and overwhelm and reclaim a life of peace and purpose. Like we all deserve that. I truly believe that. And I'm going to have the wait list linked in the show notes for you guys. I cannot wait to see you inside the course. It is so, so close to launching. 
Tip number two to cultivate and maintain a healthy mindset is create a mindset hygiene routine. So your mindset is like a muscle. We've been talking about that a lot this month. It is made stronger through repetition. We talked all about that in episode 207. You can either repeat negative thought patterns and strengthen those in your life, or you can repeat positive thought patterns and strengthen those in your life. You get to decide. Like It is your choice. We need to internalize truth in order for it to overcome our limiting beliefs. It needs to live inside of us to become an automatic response. So it's wise to harness the power of habits to help you with this, right? Now, y'all know this. This is no surprise. I am a big fan of morning routines because it's a consistent time each day that I spend nurturing my mindset. Maybe for you in this season of your life, it's an afternoon practice or something that you do before bed. Um, Or maybe if, if you're in a season of life where like you have a newborn, Maybe it's small habits sprinkled throughout your day to keep your mindset healthy. It doesn't have to look the same in every season of your life. It doesn't even have to look the same from like day to day if you're the kind of person that likes to like mix it up. As long as you are prioritizing taking care of your mental health every single day, that's what matters, okay? So some of my favorite healthy habits to nurture a healthy mindset is journaling, shocking, I know. Uh, But I love journaling to constantly be in tune with what's going on in your mind so that thoughts don't build up or get stuck. I kind of think of journaling as like unclogging my mental pipes. I love using affirmations. Again, this is not surprising. I choose an affirmation every month to say out loud every morning so that I'm consistently speaking truth over my life, going back to that repetition, repetition, repetition. I also love the habit of gratitude. When we focus on things to be grateful for in our lives, we notice more things that we're grateful for. Like you guys may have heard this before, like it's easy to spot a yellow car when you're always thinking about a yellow car, right? It's easy to spot an opportunity when you're always thinking about opportunities. It's easy to spot reasons to be mad when you're always thinking about reasons to be mad right? Like you can go positive or you can go negative. It's up to you. So you become what you constantly think about. So watch yourself. Be mindful of your thoughts. So a little tip that I like to do as I'm planning for the coming week. So when I sit down to do my weekly prep meetings, I do them on Thursdays in this season of my life. I love flipping through my journal and reading my gratitude list from each day of the previous week because it really just grounds me and it sets me up to be in a good headspace. So highly recommend doing that. And then the last habit that I'm going to share that I think is a really good one to nurture your mindset it's two of them, prayer and meditation. I feel like just kind of getting quiet and going within really, really helps kind of like, I feel like, okay, ask somebody who is diagnosed with anxiety. I feel like a lot of the time there can be like a hum in my brain. Like it's never truly like peaceful in there. It's like always kind of like a buzz. Um, And I feel like when I take time to do praying and meditating, it kind of brings that buzz down. You know what I mean? It's not as loud. It's not as intense. Um, So that's why I really, really love incorporating prayer and meditation into my day-to-day life. So again, I want to remind you guys, these kinds of habits that nurture a healthy mindset, they are not extra. They're not just like when I have time. They are just as important as brushing your teeth or showering because your mental health hygiene matters just as much, if not more, as your physical hygiene, okay? So, and I'm just saying, I'm just saying, a lot of these mindset hygiene habits are built right into the Peacefully Productive journals, and the journals are back in stock. So, I'm just saying, 
I'm just saying, go grab one because it might just change your life. It might just change your life. All right, y'all, that is what I've got for you today. How to use the pies method to reframe limiting beliefs and stop being so rude to yourself. If you want to snag a peacefully productive planner or a peacefully productive journal for 2024 or both, hey, I love that for you. It is not too late. We have everything in stock at hustlesanely.com. So go grab your goods so that you can work toward your goals while prioritizing your mental health and relationships this year. I love you so much. I will talk to you next week and I hope you have the best day ever. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway. Make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more Hustle Sanely in your life, head on over to jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week. And until then, keep hustling sanely.